Welcome to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds. The first bet Sunday through Friday. grnz.co.nz Yes, indeed. Hope you're enjoying your Sunday morning, wherever you may be listening on SEN Track. We're here for Kiwi Chasing, all thanks to New Zealand Greyhounds. The first bet Sunday through Friday, grnz.co.nz. Obviously a big meeting at Southland today, and we've got the heats of the two Group 2 races, the fast for the Far South Challenge and, of course, the Galway Cup to look forward to. Damian Watson in the studio here in Melbourne and joining me on the line from across the Tasman. We've got Mark Rosanowski and Andy McCook. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome, gentlemen. Yes, hello. Uh, thank you, Damien. It's uh, ah, just a pleasure to be alive, isn't it? And uh, living with COVID as we uh, are doing these days and able to race around the country. And we have two meetings in the country today. Monaco racing eight races for the local greyhounds in Auckland. And the meeting that you just mentioned there, the Southland meeting, uh, where there's 15 races today, including heats for three features. The two Group 2s that you mentioned, the Far South Challenge, the Middle Distance Dogs, 457 metres, the Galway Cup. Uh, 732 metres, couple of heats for that, and there's also a sprint series feature as well. Now, the two Group 2s have $20,000 finals on Monday week, the 20th of December, and this is a, a, a brand new premier meeting that Greyhound Racing New Zealand have put on, similar to the Manawatu meeting that we reviewed last week, and a man who's lucky enough to actually not only be racing dogs there at uh, Invercargill today, but calling from the track is Andy McCook. Andy, a very good morning. How are things there in the Deep South? Good morning to you, How's everybody tuning in uh, for today's show as well. Beautiful down here. It was a little bit uh, overcast this morning, but uh, beautifully fine. Temperature nice. The sun's out, the sky's blue. And, uh, Rosa, I don't know if you've called down here in this commentary box, but the only issue I can see is I'm about 60 metres past the winning post, so I'm praying, I am praying that there are no close finishes. <laughs> Andy McCook, uh, look, uh, my, my first regular Greyhound calling gig was uh, once a month. I used to race once a month down there at Ascot Park in Vicargill, and that was me. Uh, gee, it was probably late 90s now. And um, indeed, you're well past the post. It's a very tricky angle. But Andy, I'm backing you, my friend. Um, the prior box there, which I also called from, was right on the line. But unfortunately, it was very, very low. So I actually preferred being past the post, but uh, yeah, yes, it's uh, it's an angle that might take you uh, one or two close finishes to get used to there, Andy, but I know you're capable of it. I know you've got a good team in there today we'll talk about shortly too, and another man who has is, uh, is Gary Cleave. Now, Gary was the very first man we ever had, very first interview we ever did on Kiwi Chasing, way back there in the middle of August, and we welcome him back to the show because he's got one of the star attractions down there today, a dog called No Keeper. Good morning, Gary. Good morning to you both. Yes. Now, Gary, um, the last time I saw you was at the uh, Premier Manawatu meeting week before last, and um, I spoke to you prior to No Keeper stepping out over 660 metres up there, and off the back of equaling the track record at Addington over the 645 metres, he came out at Manawatu. Look, we knew he was a special dog anyway. That puts him sort of elite level, and he's now through $100,000 in stakes earnings. So... Gary, I'm just wondering how, he, how well he, he came through that trip and that race. Um, came through the race really good. Um, sort of a few minor hassles along the way. Um, obviously, 
the travel's a wee bit concerned, boats sort of running at irregular times and and that. But, but once we got home to uh, to Rangiora, um, home environment and and that, we're able to sort, of sort things out and um, get him ready for today. And today is just that. That extra again, uh, Gary, look, he, he always looked like he was going to run 600 and we, we kind of just expect that he'll run 732 metres as well. But it is another test again and you've been training greyhounds for a very long time. So how confident are you that in fact he, he, he won't hit the wall over 732 and he'll still be able to be giving of his best at the end of that test? You never know until you try. Um, Sort of over the moon with what he's done in the two starts over the, the 600. Um, sort of track record runs were totally unexpected, so he, you know, really showing what he is capable of. Um, today, the uh, small nature of the field should work in his favour. I sort of see him leading, and um, it'll sort of be, a, you know, a true test for him, um, setting his own pace and and that. But. Um, Gut feeling, I, I, I feel he will get the 700. Um, things you probably don't see on TV is sort of the, the run to the lure and uh, at Palmerston North when Alicia Bale gave us a bit of a fright on the home turn. Um, he still held that dog comfortably to the line around to the, uh, the pull-up area. So, um, yeah, it's another 60, 70 metres today, but um, a, a lot of dogs, it, it does find out. Gary, have you um, stepped up his work at all, markedly, to sort of get to the 732 metres, or does he just do what he does? Um, just introduced a bit more free galloping. Um, as far as his fast work goes, he, he just does his normal, normal stuff. Um, obviously, when you're sort of racing the, the longer trips, there's not as many racing opportunities. But, um, the opposition that you're sort of racing against sort of try and dodge the good ones and we've sort of been lucky thus far that um, you know these series have, have been there so you sort of get a fair crack um, yeah the way the New Zealand calendar is with sort of basically a premier meeting somewhere in the country each month um, there's the chance for him to go around for for good money each month if he handles the 700 that, that, that sort of the the worrying factor is, you know, we, we expect him to, but um, until he does it, we, we don't really know. Well, we'll find out at 2.40 New Zealand time, 12.40 Eastern Standard Australian time today, Gary. He's a dollar twenty-five in his Galway Cup heat field of five. Andy McCook, as we uh, bring you in, uh, Gary's got some other runners on the uh, on the card. I know you've been studying intently the, uh, the 15 races which you'll be calling shortly. Yeah, I've had a little bit of a squiz through them and uh, Crafty looking like he's got a couple of chances on the card as well. Crafty, good morning to you. We started uh, race number one. This for the uh, dogs that haven't won a middle distance race, so a little bit the opposite to no keeper. And, and this you've got Knock and Know How going around, who's an $8 chance. And uh, to be fair, he, he looks a pretty handy each way play. Uh, he's sort of one of those dogs that sort of rounds off his sprint race and that's pretty strong and sort of looks like he'll get the 520, but... Um, he's had a couple of goes over the 520 and just can't get it. So the 457 today, um, he's been down here a couple of times for a run. So, um, yeah, an each-way chance. He's, he's got a bit of form there. 
We move on to race number seven, and this is the, the first of these uh, 732 metre heats, the Galway Cup heats, and you've got a couple going around here. No grizzles, $2.70. First go over the 700 metres for him, but so far he's been good through the 600s. Yeah, um, a good record at Addington over the 645 for a couple of wins and a placing. Um, hasn't run the, the times of his brother, but um, he's another one that sort of likes to get up handy to the pace and sort of up against the staying tight dogs. Um, he should be able to use that to his advantage, being a C5 runner. So um, chance for him to lead and just whether he can keep going as well um, and how the tried and true stayers in behind um, whether they can pick him up or not. You've also got no denying going around. He's a $15 chance, comes up with Fox 8, which uh, which won't phase him. What are you thinking of, uh, of him over 700? Um, knocking on the door of retirement. Um, had shown a bit of form sort of in the past month or so over the 600. So, um, yeah, they were struggling a wee bit for numbers for the, uh, the Galway Cup. So, um, yeah, we've, we've put him in. Can't hold his work at home, and um, yeah, he'll be he'll be running on too. We've already had a little bit of a natter. Uh, well, you and Rosso have had a little bit of a natter about uh, no keeper, and just looking through the price, he's a dollar twenty-five, which uh, looked a little bit of overs uh, with the. It's just that unknown of the seven hundred, whether he goes too hard and and hits the wall. Um, my gut feeling is he won't, but um, as I said to Mark, it's. You don't know until you try. Race number nine, we step back to the 457 metres and uh, you've got a couple going here to wrap up your chances for the day. And no account, he comes up with uh, box two. And to be fair, when he gets it right, he's, he's got a big motor. Um, he sort of runs low 30s at Addington over the 520 when he sort of finds the rail and a bit of clear racing. Um, he's been free galloping with... Um, no keeper, so hopefully a bit of that polish rubs off on him. Um, yeah, he, he's a past winner of two on the course. So. You've also got Not So Simple going around, and it's uh, her first look at Invercargill today, but she'd adventure to Manawatu on the, uh, the similarly shaped track. Comes up with box six. What are you expecting from her? Very inexperienced sort of on the travelling front. Um, Palmerston North was her first trip away. Um, box six is sort of no favours and um, she's put up against a couple of the um, Roberts runners that gave her a beating on Thursday night in Tallybingo Bale so um, yeah I think we're sort of running for place money but um, the experience will do her the world of good and um, hopefully a bit more form and a trip back here next week when the, the big money's up. We've seen her be able to run some pretty handy times around Eddington, crafty as she, one of those greyhounds who's uh, the, the downside of the New Zealand greyhound grading system where she's made her way through the grades after winning five very quickly and things get a little bit tougher once they uh, they get in against the better dogs. Yeah, sort of once you get up around that um, C3 mark, there's not a lot, a lot of difference sort of time-wise what dogs are capable of running sort of between C3, C5 and... Um, when you sort of get some of these, you know, more experienced dogs sort of uh, up and down the grades and, you know, coming off, uh, you know, races like New Zealand Cup heats, it's, um, yeah, a big step up from sort of Class 2 to Class 3. 
as a monster step crafter. We know you uh, you breed a few and uh, four in the, the coming months. Um, we've got two litters at home that we're just starting to break in. Um, one litter by out of Classy Witch um, by my bro Fabio. Um, sort of bred to stay, so um, yeah, a wee way away from the track, but um, I really like them at this stage. Good to hear uh, Rozzo, that's uh, crafty with his uh, runners through the card today. He's got uh, more than one chance on the program. And, yeah, I think that dollar thirty around keeper, it's not often you think a dollar thirty is value, but gee, I thought he'd be a dollar ten. <laughs> Indeed, looks so really looking forward to seeing him go round. And uh, Gary, you're, you're out there shortly because race number one, 11.58 New Zealand time, 9.58 Eastern Standard there uh, in Australia, so not too far away. Gary, thanks again for your time this morning. Not a problem. It's uh, Gary Cleave there. A little later in the program, we'll have a chat to Tony Hart, who's got a good team in down there too. Very shortly, though, uh, Damien Watson, as we come back to you, um, we'll go through uh, some of the McCook runners. Uh, Andy and his wife Janine, they've got a, a solid team in there today, including Invercargill Cup winner uh, Epic Cruz, who goes round in a heat of the Far South Challenge. And Andy, of course, the commentator there today, so we're expecting he might just find us a few winners too. And just before we do head to the break, you were talking about interesting angles for a race called Collins & Co. What's the trickiest angle you've ever encountered? Is the one at Southland the one, I guess, or what are your thoughts, I get in that particular um, area? Look, <laughs> it's the furthest one past the post. Um, the, there's a track, uh, Chertsey Domain. Um, it's, it's not a TAB track, but it's where I first did any form of calling when I was a raw teenager. And it's on the inside of a trials trotting track but it goes the other way uh, to the trotting track. And so the, the commentary box was for the trotting track right on the line. But for me, commentating the greyhounds, it was actually head on to the finish. So I was actually calling them as they were coming straight at me. Impossible, of course, to work out any form of close finish. And I used to rely uh, on the, the judges um, who were just sitting there on the line and were able to you know, hold up an, a, a certain number of fingers. We're going back to the late 80s, though, here, Damien, and I, I don't want to talk about unprofessionalism, but I'm not entirely sure they were just drinking water, the judges, some days. Oh. So um, I've got to say, there were probably some pretty hairy finishes, but at least it wasn't tote racing. We weren't affecting punters. But back then, um, the, uh, the non-tote races were for dogs who were sort of maiden C1, and you never got a tote start till you were C2 back then because we didn't have anywhere near as many meetings. So th it was still important. I've got to say, I'm not entirely 100% uh, sure that some of those finishes were 100% accurate. <laughs> oh, things have changed in that respect, haven't they? You're listening to Kiwi Thank Chasing goodness. for New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for four. We'll look at the McCook contingent in Southland right after this. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds, first for form. Big welcome back to Kiwi Chasing on this Sunday morning for New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for four. Mark Rosanowski and Andy McCook joining us from across the Tasman, and it's time to look ahead to Southland today, Rosso. Yeah, indeed, massive meeting down there, 15 races, but also heats for two group two races and uh, also a sprint feature as well, heats for that. And 
Andy, uh, you and Janine travelling down there with a, a number of Canterbury trainers, of course, and uh, I think you've got seven in after scratchings today. Look, Far South Challenge, heat number one, is race two on the card. It's only about an hour away, actually, less than Andy. And you've got the Invercargill Cup winner in there, Epic Cruise. I see currently $10, $2.70 with the New Zealand TAB. Uh, signs of um, some improving form, perhaps, last start, Andy, when, uh, when he ran second? I think he's massively over the odds here today, Rosso, to be fair. He's um, a dog who enjoys racing here at Ascot Park. He's not electric off the lids, and that long back straight gives him time to, to get his legs pumping. He put on a little bit of weight. He was looking incredibly good, but uh, unfortunately just didn't race any good up around 33 kilos through the Cup Series. He was trolling okay, but uh, just wasn't racing any good. So he shaved a little bit of weight off and back down to 32 kgs last start, and it was a much better effort from him. He's weighed in similar to that today. So I'm expecting a big run from him today. Uh, Ros, I've actually got him on top. I think he's a lovely each-way play. He was beaten by Dembe the last time he raced, and Dembe goes around, and this is a $3.30 favourite. He was able to beat Muddy Spinner home, who's 650 and right in the market as a second favourite. So I think he's a, a big each-way player, Epic Cruz, and uh, for, a, 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 you know, your, your one over three, your one over four type players, I think you can do a whole lot with us. Well, that's me, Andy. That's me. 12.17, that race, uh, folks. So we're less than an hour away. It's New Zealand time. And, um, yeah, nice early go there. Meeting code three, race two, uh, Epic Cruise. Um, I see um, Epic Eddie's in off the ballot, uh, Andy. Uh, race six into these um, sprint feature heats with a 15K final next week. She's priced up $15, I see, there into box five in race six. Yeah, it's her toughest test today. There's no doubt about that. She comes up against uh, the local and Southern King, who's very, very good round here. Uh, Violet Lou, who was a good winner last uh, start or last week down here, and, and she loves racing uh, here down at Invercargill as well. And you'll catch up with uh, with Tony Hart a little later on to see her chances. And she looks very hard to beat. But I think she comes in as a little bit of an underdog here, Epic Eddie. She's another greyhound who enjoys racing here. She's a little bit like her brother Cruz. She just got a little bit uh, podgy on us there. She got up to around 25. And, uh, a half kilos, which for a little greyhound, uh, she was probably a kilo, kilo and a half under overweight. So she's starting to trim that off now uh, as well. I don't think in terms of raw ability, she's far off them. She gets a squeeze draw, which won't make it easy. So be interesting into the first corner. She won't be far away, but uh, she's a $15 chance for a reason. Okay, now Andy, um, you finished the uh, back half of the program quite strongly with a few numbers. We'll whip through them. Um, meeting code five, race number two, the 12th race on with the card there. Paris Bandit coming off box three, a past winner on the track. What a very first start down here, Paris Bender, and uh, that was the first start she'd had in her career. She's gone 18 races since and hasn't been able to cross in front again, so I'm hoping back here to Invercargill we might see an improved performance from her. Calculated risk, though, looks very hard to beat. Uh, races very well here. Calculated risk in the middle draw, good for him, and it's a, a pretty handy field, so I'm thinking she could probably sneak into trifectas in first fours, but it's a, a take-on-chance kind of play. And meeting code five, race three, the 13th race down there today. Yeah, you have got the favourite Jocelyn off the inside. First up on the track, do you think she'll handle that okay? I think she'll be fine on the track and uh, I've actually ended up making her best bet of the day here today. I, I think she's a really big winning chance. Uh, she needs to clear Homebush Zach in the early hunt, which is the only concern, but as long as she can get forward, uh, she'll be very, very hard to beat. She's got very good top-end speed, Jocelyn. I think the 390 okay. We gave her a couple of post-to-post -post at Eddington trying to get her up over 520 metres and that was just going to be a, a bridge too far, but I, I think the 390 right in her wheelhouse, I think she's got most of these beaten for speed and with a 
clear run. I'm expecting her to win. And later on today, meeting code five, race four, 14th race on the card down there. A couple of runners at uh, double figure odds, uh, Cinnamon and Mine Hunter, uh, the four and the five. Interesting to see Cinnamon down there. And I think um, probably a couple of months ago, Andy, you would have said, well, what's the point? But um, he's actually changed his racing style a bit and he's been a bit braver through the line, I, I, I think, at Addington over the 295. One of the funniest young dogs I trained, actually. Early on, he was just a dead-set blow-and-go 300-metre dog, and if he wasn't in front, he wasn't winning. But uh, as you say, in recent weeks, he's started uh, getting away a, a little bit slower and been a whole lot stronger through the line, coming from behind to, to win a few races and running good enough time. So he's $11. I, I think it's a good field. Aaron Moana off the inside looks very hard to beat for John Guthrie. She's a greyhound with some real speed. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. It's his uh, first big trip away from home, so there's always question marks around there but he has handled it uh, pretty well for a young dog and I'm expecting he should be able to run into a trifecta in first fours and we've also got mine Hunter in it as well Rosso and uh, gee she's been disappointing she was good four starts ago clocking 17 20 at Addington and gee since then she's been very very disappointing for mine she's a very hard greyhound to get a line on I think if she turned up at her best she could probably win but she's very much a, a, a risky proposition in terms of her racing style and um, Andy, just back to race number three, you're jostling your best bet of the day. You're probably a good chance of the Cornella with Beezer buzzing in there. Uh, he's uh, He's been in good form. He hasn't won on the track down there yet, but um, chance of the Cornella there? Racing really well at the moment, and uh, I think we, we potentially run one, two here. He's a, a nice dog, Beezer buzzing, and he tends to keep form while he's in form, and he's, uh, he's doing that at the moment. So thinking he's a big chance. Uh, what I would say, Ros, is I'm really hoping Jocelyn wins. I'm hoping Gold Star Linda wins. I, I travelled down with Janine, and, uh, and Steve Evans came with us with his uh, son's team, Riley, and I've made Jocelyn better today. I've got Gold Star Linda second best of the day, and I've got Janine Cornella in race three. So it's going to be a very long ride home for me if I've got that wrong. <laughs> it's, a, it's a long ride home anyway, Andy, but I know what you're saying because it can be made a whole lot shorter if uh, if you've got a few winners uh, in the van. There's no doubt about that. Um, look, um, the Far South Challenge, we've got two heats of that um, early on in the card, races uh, two, two and three, and the there are uh, fixed odds available for a f uh, futures market for this, with it's a blaze as a, a $5 uh, futures favourite for that. Uh, look, we know the ability of it's a blaze, Andy. Look, you and I have been prepared to take him on lately because he's, you know, he's been pretty short in races that have been quite tough for him to win. And, and, and you know, he's doing a very good job. It just seems like there's enormous expectation around this dog every time he goes to the, goes to the races. Sorry, Rosso, I just lost you there for a stride. No, that's all right, mate. I'm no, no, just, just, um, just throwing to you about the Far South Challenge and the, um, the futures market and the futures favourite there on the New Zealand TAB is it's a blaze, a dog who, yeah, he's a fabulous dog, as we know. We've been prepared to take him on a wee bit lately because there just seems to be enormous expectation around this dog. And, um, you know, with his racing style and stuff, it's, it's just not that easy for him all the time. Yeah, and then, to be honest, I'm prepared to take him on again today and, and would be prepared to take him on in the futures market as well. I, I don't think the 457 is his wheelhouse. I, I think he's a far better greyhound over the 500 metres on the two-turn tracks and uh, bowling along and, and getting things his own way. He's a 
a very funny dog. We know how good he is. He, he's potentially the fastest dog in New Zealand, but gee whiz, when he doesn't get on the lure early, he's very, very vulnerable, very beatable. He's he's two thirty to win today, and he's five dollars for the final. So I think he's uh, he's very vulnerable today. I, I thought uh, Rock on John a chance today at leading all of the way potentially uh, in terms of the the futures market. Obviously, Rock on John at ten dollars is a, a little bit of overs. Dembe's six dollars. He should be making his way through to the final. Uh, obviously, Epic Cruz. I'm, I'm keen on today. He's a sixteen dollar chance. There's a, an each way play there potentially around him. And Rosso, one of the the dogs who just loves racing here, John Allen and uh, and um, Pepper Chimes. He just did said loves this joint. He really enjoys racing here. He was very good beating a, a quality field last week, and he looks a chance as well at, at twelve dollars to win the finals. So I think there's a little bit of room to play there around some value. Okay, excellent. And there's a futures market too on the uh, on the sprint feature as well. So, look, a lot to look forward to today, Andy. And uh, look, your privilege to call. Hope you you get the hang of that uh, very awkward angle very quickly. Uh, we're back to you shortly for uh, to cement a few of your tips. I'm I'm pretty confident uh, from the sounds of what we've just talked about there as to who might be amongst your uh, best tips for the next few days. Damien, we'll we'll wrap up with Andy uh, very shortly. Try and tip out a few winners midweek for you at Manawatu Two as well. Yeah, fantastic. All right, we'll head to the news. You're listening to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for four. Welcome back. You're listening to Kiwi Chasing on this Sunday morning on SEN Track for New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for four. Mark Rosanowski and Andy McCook joining us from across the Tasman. And we look ahead to some of the meetings over the next few days, Rosso. Uh, yes, indeed we do. And obviously Andy's down there today uh, at uh, Ascot Park in Vercargill and he's given us a, a, a guide to some of his best fancies there today. And um, also a couple of meetings, of course, coming up at Addington over the next couple of days too, Andy. But um, in terms of your, your thoughts, have, have we already heard your, your bets of the day? Are we just looking for confirmation or have you got something else to add as well? I think there's one more I can add in. Obviously, yeah, I'm very keen on Jocelyn uh, going around in that extra meeting, Rosal. I think she'll be winning. I, I had her priced up at uh, a whole lot closer to, to $2 than two ninety. So I think she's a, a nice little play there. Gold Star Linda in the fourth uh, on the first card going around in one of the sprint heats here today. I, I think she's a very tricky dog to follow. But uh, if she gets things right early, I think she can be winning and potentially even an each-way play in the futures market for that final. I think she's around $9. So I think she's uh, certainly a greyhound who could be coming back here next week to win that final. Uh, on the extra meeting code as well, uh, Little Nosy going around. She's uh, come up as a dollar eighty favourite. I think she's a greyhound. You can run through multis, Little Nosy. She was very good winning at Addington last start. She has been good here uh, so far in a, a short career as well. I think Box 8 will hold no fears for her and she strikes a, a very winnable race. I'm pretty confident she should be winning. And I think there's a little bit of a play in the first as well. It's one of these Oretti beach runs which are for greyhounds who haven't won a middle distance race and a dog who's been good through these in recent weeks is impressive Mario. He ran a couple of seconds and behind a very fast dog in Gold Star Nolan and one of those pushed her to half a length. Now there's no Gold Star Nolans here and he's $6. I think he's a, a nice little each way play uh, going around in the first there. And expecting tomorrow Rosal a better run from a greyhound called By Gum who comes up with Bogs 1. She wasn't far away last week in a fresh up run in Class 2 downgrades to Class 1 and she's a nice enough price. I think she'll be a player as well. 
All right, Andy, noted those down by gum tomorrow, plus those ones you talked about today. Jocelyn is your best bet. Gold star Linda, little nosy, impressive. Mario in race number one, we talk about being first bet. Well, that's exactly that, because that race is coming up in uh, only a matter of minutes. 11.58 New Zealand time, 9.58 over there uh, in Melbourne. Um, this week, Manawatu racing midweek Wednesday, so these are a couple you're going to have to paste uh, a little uh, later in the week. We had a, a good time down uh, last week with our selections out of the Manawatu. Andy, I can probably let you, let you go now, actually. You'd be better, better focus your binoculars and uh, and work out that angle. So uh, we'll let you go and uh, look forward to your call shortly. Hopefully you're calling impressive Mario home, maybe in a Cornella with Gary Cleves, knock a know how. You can certainly do a whole lot worse than that. Than put that a good little gold coiner on that Cornell. That'll be a good money. Got them one two in the first, so I think it's a race we can play against the favourite, and I uh, hope we get one of these roughies home. Uh, it's been a pleasure to join you boys on the show. I'll go and get this angle sorted, and hopefully call a winner or two. Indeed, that's uh, Andy McCook checking out there. Uh, Mark Rosanowski, Damien Watson staying with you here on Kiwi Chasing. Midweek at Manawatu, as I say, we had a, a good week with selections there last week. So uh, paste a few of these down midweek. Hopefully we can uh, do well again. Um, in race one, Dog 3, Rock on Annie steps up to 457 metres. She's really chancy at the start. But I'm actually looking forward to seeing her go over the uh, extra few metres up against a dog called Big Time Rolex, who was a good winner on Friday, but he's out in box number six. So I'm going to go rock on any there but certainly a couple of our uh, talented uh, dogs down in the grades there race one number three on wednesday afternoon there for the Two raceway race two dog one big time navy no fancy odds around here but ox one seems to be the go for this dog and i just expect him to be winning he's had some rough races from wide draws lately he's been trying to bore down towards the rail uh, in race five um look there's been a whole uh, bunch of um nice young dogs coming through from the cold kennels uh, and another newcomer here, a dog called Big Time Kilty. First up, box four is a little bit of a worry, but um, I think good enough to make a winning debut after winning a qualifying trial in a tidy 23 and 79. Race five, number four, Wednesday at Manawatu. Big Time Kilty on debut. Last week, one of the winners we tipped out was a dog called Highview Bruce on debut for uh, Gary and Sandra Fredrickson. Race eight, number one, he steps up in class. I don't think it'll be an issue for him. Highview Bruce, I think we're going to go again on him. So four to look at the Manawatu on Wednesday. So there we have it. Uh, Damien, a few to look at today at Southland, a few for later in the week. Very shortly, we'll continue our concentration on the Southland meeting. Not forgetting Monaco have an eight-race card today for the Auckland Greyhound Racing Club. Uh, but we've got uh, heats for a couple of Group 2s today. A big card, and uh, Tony Hart should play a decent sort of a part, Damien, so we'll catch up with him very shortly about his team. Yes, he'll join us on the other side of this break. In fact, you're listening to Kiwi Chasing on this Sunday morning for New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for Thorne. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds, first for Thorne. Yes, hope you're enjoying Kiwi Chasing on this Sunday morning. Damien Watson and Mark Rosanowski with you for New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for form. Well, we were talking before about today's Southland meeting and our next guest, Rosso, has a few chances at the heats of the Group 2 Far South Challenge. He certainly does. His name is Tony Hart. He's taken over a few Greyhounds of uh, particularly Jose Arthur's team uh, recently and... Um, Tony, they seem to have hit the ground running for you as well. So um, you've got some good chances in the Fast South Challenge and also the uh, Sprint Feature Heats as well. We might concentrate on those. But first and foremost, um, good morning to you. I believe you've um, sent the staff away today to do the travelling. 
Yeah, good morning, Mark. How are you? Yeah, no, good, mate. Good. Uh, you, you're at, at good, home good. watching. What, what, watching today? Watching on from the telly? Yeah, I'm just basically at home watching on from the TV and cheering them on. Um, we've sent Taylor McMullen and Dylan Boyce down there. They're both working for us full time. So the reports are really good. They've travelled really well. Um, they're very happy with the team. Um, so, yeah, fingers crossed for the rest of the day, mate. Well, no doubt you'll be working hard in between times, though, with the ones you've still got at home. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, we worked the whole lot this morning and uh, had a bit of a tidy up, and we'll be heading back out there about 2 o'clock this afternoon after these heats. And, uh, yeah, never ending. It's all go, mate. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, race number two is the first heat of the Far South Challenge, and we're not far away. We're only about half an hour away from this race at 12.17. You've got a couple of runners in there, uh, Cheeky Lou, um, and also... Um, her sister Victoria Lou and look they're both young greyhounds that have made a, a pretty quick impact and, and they've both been winners over the 457 there in the past. Do you have a leaning for either one there? The market says Victoria Lou out in box 8 at 380 over Cheeky Lou at $8. If I, if I, if I was probably going to lean to one I'd lean to Victoria Lou but probably the biggest issue is that um, there's a bit of early speed inside like Money Spinner and Tokyo Bird so yeah we're just going to obviously have to need a bit of luck in the running in, in the early part so fingers crossed that uh, we can get out and uh, lead hopefully um, They are high quality, good high quality heats aren't they Tony? They're very very good fields yeah definitely yeah there's some pretty uh, classy dogs in there your girls are only two, but they seem to have been able to muscle up, you know, when they've got up through the grades There's a couple of times there. I thought, oh, this might find them out. But in actual fact, they both seem to have a bit about them. Um, obviously, speed's one thing, but, um, you know, they, they can mix it up. Yeah, definitely. You know, they've got stacks of ability and that, they're, like they're royally bred. Um, but, yeah, I sort of... I sort of think they're better off on the arm, you know. If they're in behind, I don't think, that, you know, they're as good. But, yeah, if they can lead and get on the arm. Today, they'd need to be out in front, you would think. In race three is another sister from that litter, Fabregas Tea Time. Fabulous young litter it is. Uh, Charlotte Lou, drawn up in box number three. What are you expecting from her? Yeah, well, actually, I thought she was a bit unlucky the other day. Like, I mean, I thought she would have run money. Um, she sort of got checked out of it. She was sort of coming into the race and that. But my only probably concern about her is that rock on John on her inside. He's quick, he's a quick beginner too, so she's probably going to have to lead. Um, that's my biggest concern. But if she leads, you know, she's a chance. But you've got the likes of Raja Bale there. He can, he can come from behind and it's a blaze. I mean, that's a really, really good field. High quality dogs there for sure. You've also got Gritty in there, uh, Tony. He's a, he's a little bit older, um, and uh, he's out there in box six. He, he's one of the outsiders. So. Um, he ran a nice second a couple of weeks ago at Addington. Um, to be honest, I think the field's probably too classy for him. Um, obviously, he's going to need a fair bit of luck, but um, you know he could turn it up. But yeah into the uh, sprint feature heats and this has got a $15,000 final so worth making it through here and in uh, the first of those race number four uh, you've got Made the Cut and Pitchmark. Now Made the Cut's won uh, two of his last three at Addington Raceway, $6.50 on the New Zealand TAB. Um, what do you make of her with her efforts at, at Ascot Park in the south unlike uh, a number of your greyhounds she hasn't won down there yet? 
Yeah, I sort of had a good look at her, and um, like she's been going really, really good races. But my biggest concern is that she may struggle the last 50 metres. Um, I mean, if she gets a good break on them, she, she may be all right, but it, it's probably that last 50 metres. Um, that's my biggest worry. Mm. And out in box seven, Pitchmark, well, she's certainly got very good credentials down there. She's won five times on the track. Yes, she goes really good round there, and she's really well. Um, probably have one concern about her. Mr. Festus from the eight box goes hard left, so she's just going to have yep. to begin like a rocket and um, hopefully get clear air. Um, Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. Some things that uh, you're going to be holding your breath early for there. Um, into uh, race, number race number five, uh, another of these sprint feature heats here. Uh, you've got uh, Ovens Angler drawn up in, in box number four here. Um, at outside odds here, um, could he sneak some of the money? He, he's a real lovely dog, but he, he, he's either going to turn it up or turn it down. Like, he's really well. Um, he's one of these dogs, you know, he'll either come out running or he'll miss it and um, just do what he does. But, yeah, you know, I mean, if he gets clear air and does everything right, he's a chance. Um, and out in box number seven, one of the favourites in the race, and that is Tucker and a last start winner on the track. Yeah, to be honest, Mark, um, I was really impressed with his run last week when he won down there. Um, if you saw a look at him turn of a home, he was in behind our Moana and he clipped off a heels and probably cost, cost him a couple of lengths and he come, you know, run home real strong. So, yeah, I'd like to think he could run in the first two. Obviously, um, Dave's, Dave and Jean's dog, Nevada Phil, is obviously going to be the hardest one to beat. But, yeah, fingers crossed he can uh, qualify for the final. And in uh, race number six, another of the uh, sprint feature heats there. A uh, couple of runners in here. Um, penalty drop is a $5 chance. Violet Lou a $3 chance, priced up the second favourite behind the local Southern King. Uh, let's talk about uh, Violet Lou because um, this greyhound, yeah, remarkably, at a very tender age, ran second to big-time Cooper in the Galaxy three starts back. Yeah, I'm really impressed with Violet Lou. If I was going to pick one for the day, she's she's my pick. I probably my only concern is Southern King in box two. He runs the track really well. Um, like last week, she went really really well. Um, I sort of I've got a lot of time for her, um, but she's just got to get across them. That's the only problem. Yep, out in box seven there. She's a $3 second favourite, though. But last start winner on the track, second in a group one, three starts ago, Violet Lou. Uh, Greyhound, uh, I'm sure you're uh, enjoying uh, training, Tony. Um, just looking to Definitely. a little later on. Um, another um, young dog on the up I want to get your thoughts on. It's in race number 10, 3.32 New Zealand time. Uh, Rosehip. Um, she's won her last three. She, I think, took six starts to, to win a maiden. Now she's sort of putting it all together there at Addington. What have you made of her progress recently? Yeah, I sort of found in the last sort of couple of three weeks, she sort of found a fate. Um, seems to be, you know, chasing hard now. Um, I'm really impressed with her. I think she's going to improve with a bit of age. Um, my only concern about her down there today, it's her first time away, trip away, uh, first time on the track. And maybe she may struggle that last 40 or 50 metres. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if she runs the track and that, I'd, she's definitely a chance. 
certainly a learning experience for her. And, uh, and Tony, I, I guess you'd be hoping you'd be able to take most of these dogs back uh, next week, Monday week, for the uh, for the premier final of, of, of racing. There'll be some good stakes on offer right throughout the card there. Oh, definitely, definitely. That's, that's all the intention. Um, so hopefully we can qualify a few for next week. And... Uh Tony, you've been around greyhound racing for, for you know a, a long time now. But what's it like, sort of having to do you, you've effectively taken over another team recently to add to the team that you've already got? And I imagine you're doing numbers way beyond what you've done in the past. How's that been uh, f for you and, and, and Kirsty, sort of taking over? Yeah, to, to be honest, Mark, um, it's been pretty hectic, but um, we're getting there. Um, we're very, very fortunate that we have such wonderful, wonderful staff. We've got um, young Taylor McMillan, she's working for us full time. Um, Dylan Boyce, which is Kirsty's son, he's working for us full time. We've got Terry, he does four days a week and we've got Olivia, she works part time. And then, of course, with our Lakai Kennels, there's uh, Kirsty and myself that are running this too. So, you know, it, it, it's pretty good, and we're very, very fortunate. We've got wonderful owners, Donald and Jose Arthur. Um, they've been a great help, and, um, yeah, and it's, it's team effort, um, and we're really impressed. Did, did you ever sort of envisage yourself uh, getting this big training numbers like this? No, not really, but um, it just sort of happened all of a sudden and that, and um, well, we're, we're happy to do it. Um, you know, I mean, there's some pretty classy dogs there, and uh, basically with the team of people that we've got working around us and that, um, everyone helps each other out, and, um, it's you know, it's working really, really well, and um, obviously we want to improve a few things um, down the track, but... Um, I guess we'll get there slowly, but yeah. And we've got some nice young ones out in the paddock. We've got about 15, 12-month-old uh, pups out in the paddock. They'll be coming into the kennels in the next few weeks. Um, so watch is good. And we'll probably, probably the B-grade dogs out of there at the Dunsandle kennels, they'll probably come over to our kennels at Rakai. So we'll just concentrate basically on the on the top-class dogs at uh, Dunsandle. But um, yeah. And I guess we've been very, very fortunate over the years, like... Ray Ray Adcock, a great mate of mine. Um, he's helped me out immensely. Um, like uh, basically, you know, just the advice he's given me over the years, and that I've been very, very lucky. And uh, so basically, we'll be we'll be training and raise Ray G. Adcock, who's certainly had a, a strong influence on many of us uh, in the greyhound game, and probably kept a few of us going too. Uh, Tony, look, um, all the very best for today and for beyond as well with the uh, effectively the two kennels you're operating there and. Um, yeah, hey, hopefully we might be able to talk to you after the, uh, these uh, group race finals coming up on Monday week. For sure, Mark, and uh, I appreciate your call, and, uh, yeah, good luck to all our Melbourne listeners. And a special uh, thank you to Darren Polio for all the help that uh, you've given me over the last week. Nice one, Tony. Thanks for that. So, Damien, we wrap up there with a big look at the big meeting at Ascot Park. It's Southland Greyhound Racing Club, the southernmost... Uh, Greyhound racing track in the entire world and the first of 15 races is coming up there in just two and a half minutes with our mate Andy McCook doing the calling. That's us for another week. Yeah, absolutely. Good luck to Andy as well with his calling today. Rosso, appreciate your time and your contribution as always, mate. Good, uh, good one. I hope we've uh, thrown out a few winners there, Damien. We'll find out. We'll recap in seven days' time with another edition of Kiwi Chasing. All thanks to New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for four.